You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. edition we've all changed the world in our underwear just kidding um <laughs> i'm your host erica lance don't forget to like and subscribe and of course leave a review if you'd like if you want to be on the podcast or there's an author you'd like to listen to on the podcast don't forget to email us at drinkingwithauthors at gmail.com and our sponsor today is skunk brothers spirits coupon code dwa10 gets you loads of yummy yummy alcohol which we're a fan of um so today my co-host and we'll see what happens from now on because she can sense when dogs are going to bark still she has um mute button malfunctions because i'm trying not to be the noisy interrupter but i'm still the noisy interrupter regardless yes you did so stop trying because you're it's getting worse so my co-host today is valerie willis and our amazing guest is alexi vandenberg so woo! Thank you guys. Let's talk about what we're drinking because I forgot to do that at the start of the last one. I have a post-it reminding me of things. I'm almost done, but I was drinking fruit punch and Tito's vodka in my drinking with Otho swag. So it's kind of amazing. Val, what <laughs> what what concoction allows you to sense when dogs are gonna bark? um my my spin on irish coffee uh and i added caramel so so sugar caffeine and alcohol is a great combination yes it is you do not drink and drive okay alexi i i, I have a sparkling yeah, wine sparkling wine but you're now finishing the bottle with us yeah i just pretty much finished the bottle you guys are bad influences on me my god oh no, no. Many, many 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 an author will tell you that many an author this is a good thing okay so Ready for our rapid fire questions? All set. What is your favorite book of all time? Oh God, that's like asking me what my favorite molecule is. Um, I'll give you my top. Do you have my, a favorite molecule? Huh? Do you have mm-hmm. a favorite molecule? Of course I do. <gasps> what is your favorite molecule? Hydrogen. That's a good molecule. That's a good yeah. molecule. Okay. So, okay. what is your favorite book? My, I'll give you my top five. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, or actually, I'll give you the, my top five IPs. Nine Princes in Amber. Okay. Wild Cards. Okay. Myth Adventures. Ooh, okay. Um, you have to put Lord of the Rings in there because it's the, it's the Ur example. And because I had a dark and edgy phase, I'd have to say Elric of Mel Nino Bay. Awesome. What about your least favorite book? Mm. <laughs> oh, God, you're going to get me in trouble. Okay. We get a lot of people in trouble. Yeah. It can be used as a bad example. <laughs> word, uh, oh, and I'll, I'll add a sixth in there as, as another favorite. Uh, the Antrag Windrose uh, Chronicles by Barbara Hampley. It's also spectacular. Um, Very cool. Especially the first book and the, it's a duology. Um, 
Silent Tower and the Silicon Mage, spectacular. Um, the worst book I ever read. That's a tough one because there have been some really big juicy ones. Um, I would have to say the worst book that I ever read was by this guy who tried, he came up to me and I feel terrible about it because he came up to me and he's like, Hey, um, Mr. Vandenberg. I'm like, Alexi, please. He's like, um, I, I want you to give this book to Jim Butcher. And I'm like, well, Jim Butcher will not read that book. He's like, why not? And it was like a, it was a manuscript. It was clearly a manuscript. I was like, why not? I was like, well, because Jim, first of all, is really busy. And second of all, that's really not something that, you know, we, we think is a good idea. Um, and, you know, there is a list of reasons why you should not do this. And he's like, okay. I was like, however, the gentleman over there uh, is an acquiring editor from this press. If you want to pitch to him, that might be a great idea. So he goes over and afterwards, you know, the acquiring editor comes up to me and goes, yeah, he asked me how to pitch to Jim Butcher. I was like... <laughs> You know what? He yeah. cleansed the gene pool there. Made it really easy on that editor. So, about a day later, right after being on a panel with him, Larry Correa, Brandon Sanderson, and Jim Butcher, in which I, 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 I'm like, guys, I am not the acquiring editor. I am not an editor. I am the marketing guy. And this is before Prince of Cats. But still, even to this day, I mean, I would know an Oxford comma if it came and did a dance in my apartment. Um, you know, I don't. I know what sells. That is my that is my skill set. I have people who I ask to do the editing, the review, and all of that to tell me whether I am correct or not. But as so long as they give me the pitch, I go, yeah, that, that's a book that I think we could we could move with. So here comes the fun. I'm the guy who says, don't do this. Don't bring a book to me. I am not the guy who, who, who does that. I am at the end of the process. After a publishing house gets their book, I am the guy that they come to and go, we bought this. How do we make money on it? That's my job. So, you know, I am not a, I am not a super secret extra path to get to publishing. That just doesn't work. So, sure enough, um, I went to the bathroom. <laughs> Afterwards, not in the panel, just to specify. Um, you know, I went to the bathroom and I am literally on the bog. And as I am on the bog, this manuscript comes underneath the stall <laughs> and is put down. And I'm like, 
you had to, and I, and I said this as like, you had to have followed me from the panel where I said about professional ethics and, and being professional. Do you honestly, genuinely think you giving me a book while my pants are down around my ankles is a particularly good idea? Have a captive audience. <laughs> captive. You know, that's how you look at it. Captive audience, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you can't run away now. <laughs> so I was like, don't make me pick this up. And I know it was the guy. I know it was. Uh, I was like, don't make me, don't make me pick this up. I haven't looked at it yet. If you make me look at it, I'm going to be using you as an example of what not to do forever. Don't make me be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to do the good Slytherin thing. Don't make me be bad Slytherin. I want to be good Slytherin. Please. And he's like, hand reaches underneath the door, picks it up, takes it out. So, I get done. I'm done. I get up. I can leave the bathroom. Jim and Brandon and, and Kevin are looking at me as I'm walking out of the bathroom because I must have had a mug on my face that, that you know, could stop a clock. And they're like, you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I love my job. I love doing this. I'm good at this. I'm amazing at it. And you know what? If it means that I'm going to be harassed with my pants down around my ankles on the bog, you can have it. Um, I, I and welcome about, to, to the position of, of editors and literary agents around the world. I've heard some stories. Oh, <laughs> so then, masterpiece. So then he comes to like, comes to the booth a third time. Okay, because we've had the booth the bathroom and back to the booth he's like hey mr vandenberg um i wanted to give you this book i was like sure i know it's you but i'm not going to say anything because you did the wise thing okay and he's like it's probably not very good i was like well wow talk to me you sexy bastard um you know and he's like what i was like seriously it, it, you know you don't have confidence in your work then why am i going to read it uh, but, you know, th there's a fine line there between too much confidence and not enough. Um, so I read the first chapter and it literally was the worst thing I like. I wanted my syllables back and, and the <laughs> fact that he had so many ellipses. Like, God, the ellipses. Please stop with the ellipses. The ellipses hurt. The, you know, oh, I've seen know. my share. Oh, but this was like, it stopped. When you start your opening chapter with an ellipsis and then a phrase, <laughs> holy crap! It's hard um, to do drop caps that way, man. So what I what I've heard from this is you want more ellipses. It's like cowbell. You want more ellipses. <laughs> do you see how I brought that Christopher Walken reference for that? <laughs> I just want to point out how good that was with the bad guy bad. You're I welcome. have a fever. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so um. What is your favorite book that was turned into a movie or a TV series that you think they did a really good job with? Oh God, I, that's a tough one. 
Um, we like to see people sweat and struggle because it's interesting how fast people struggle on this one. Or yeah, struggle. That's a tough one. Um, I would have to say, just because it's really, it, it, it's such a bad movie and such a great book, Millennium. But I wanted what you thought was a great movie or a great. I know. Uh, I mean, because actually the movie. The first question I ask after is, where do you think they did a terrible job with it? So okay, well then, Millennium, uh, Millennium hurt, Millennium hurt my soul because I saw the movie first, then read the book, and I thought this is a terrible movie. Then I saw the book and I read the book. I'm like, wait a minute, this book I've read this plot somewhere before, and then I realized the movie with the plot of the book and then read it and then then watched the movie again and I'm like all right that's not half bad um I would actually have to say the best book that they have adapted into a movie or tv show or tv show hmm I feel like the wine is entering into this conversation. Yeah, I know. I, and I'm blocking some of the things. Like uh, the look you keep having on your face was like, "I've almost been cheating." No, I'm no, just because no, no. there, there are three that I would definitely. to the pit. <laughs> there are three that I would definitely say. Okay, are what very are the three? Good. Jurassic Park, the original. Yes. Okay. Spectacularly done. Uh, I mean. Crichton's work gave so much more depth to uh, Ian Malcolm in particular, um, because I love that character in the book. And as much as I love Jeff Goldblum, and he started talking about chaos theory, I found the novel had far more nuance to it. Um, well, it was an adult novel. That was a kid's movie. Yeah, that's fair. So... Okay, what is number two? Number two, um, I would have to say The Expanse. A lot of people say The Expanse. They did a really good job with that. They did an amazing job on The Expanse. Um, actually, three, I yeah. would put it this way. That is one, after you get past the first five episodes or three episodes, that series is spectacular and they actually wallpaper over a lot of the narrative problems I have Okay. And then number three. I would have to say Johnny Mnemonic. I like Johnny Mnemonic. A lot of people don't don't nearly appreciate that for a cyberpunk player like I am. Yeah, I'm just oh, saying cyberpunk. cyberpunk. Yes. Yes. As a I cyberpunk player, Johnny Mnemonic kind of Johnny resonated. Yeah. By the way, what do you play? I have to ask that. Um, it really depends, but most of the time, um, sort of like more like a fighter class, but a juiced up fighter class, like where the preacher kind of went to almost. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm more corpo techie hacker. Chick. Now, see, I love playing my street kid and I love silence pistols. Silence pistols are my bag. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's been, I, I know there's a video game, my boyfriend plays the video game that came out, 
where you get to fight with Keanu Reeves. I know Val's playing that right now. Right now, yeah. the whole yeah. tiny penis. So that's where yeah. I'm living and breathing because I love Borderlands. Um, anyway. Um, okay, cool. What um if you could be any paranormal mythical creature, what would you be? Hmm. Paranormal mythical creature. You can choose either. Choose one. Paranormal mythical. What would you be? I would be Odysseus. Odysseus. Oh. Why? Why? Yeah, why? Why are you choosing that? Because Odysseus was both, first of all, he is probably the Ur example of a guile hero, which I don't think we have enough of in fiction. Um He's a combination of Bugs Bunny, Wiley e. Coyote, and frankly, Batman. Does he have billionaire gadgets? Just kidding. Uh, I, I mean, Greek mythological ones, kind of, but you know, not really. I mean, for the most part, you have like Achilles who's tricked out with like, you know, I'm invulnerable, I'm super strong. It's so, like everybody, but like Odysseus was the guy who's like, yeah, I'm just a guy. I'm gonna with shitty luck. And, and it has really shitty luck, right? Super shitty luck. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, he's Bugs Bunny, Wiley e. Coyote, and Batman all rolled into one. Probably more Wiley e. Coyote than Bugs and Bats, but they're still in there. Okay, okay. Well, then, if you could be any main character of a book, but you have to live their life. Well, who would it be? I would love to have been Harry Dresden, except for the fact that, honestly, he needs some deep, deep, deep. I need some deep therapy if I'm going to be Harry Dresden. Like, well, you have to live his life exactly. So that that's good. okay. So no therapy. Uh, then that doesn't count. Um, then honestly, Matt Calhoun from uh, from uh, Wheel of Time. Okay, okay. Who would be your sidekick? And you can still pick from anywhere. Who would be Alexi's sidekick if you could pick a sidekick from any book? Mm, Jack Vance. Uh, or not Jack Vance. Um, God, I can't remember the character's name from Dying Earth. Um, help me out. You're talking to somebody who's had way too much vodka to help you out. <laughs> okay. Uh... I'm working on it. This is why we do Actually, no. You know who I would choose? If, if I'm going to be Matt Calhoun. You don't know. I, you could just have this person be your sidekick. Alexi's sidekick. Follow you around everywhere. Yeah, I know. But if I'm going to be Matt Calhoun, because you said that, then my sidekick would have to be Waldo Brothers. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool. Because I need somebody who's going to kind of, you know, whack me on the side of the head on occasion. So, you know, dummy. Come on. Keep it straight. Okay, so you read a lot. What kind of books do you like? Do you like paperback, ebooks, audiobooks? Uh, yes. The answer is yes. Now, if you're not, I mean, you can't see. My, uh, we're in the library right now, so like I have lines of books. Um, you know, ranging from ones that I've published to ones I haven't published to ones that I've had. Or like you know, in a while. Um, 
What is your favorite I, book to reread? My favorite book to reread, um, actually, there are five that are on my perennial list. You, I read them every year. the fives. This is interesting. Go for it. Um, first book that I read perennially is actually The Silent Tower. Okay. The second book that I read perennially is Doors of Perception. Okay. Neuromancer. Sounds fun. Okay. Sailor on the Sea of Fate. Okay. And then, honestly, um, I do read The Fountainhead because I find it so objectionable yet fun at the same time. Val, what is your number one book you reread? I've never asked you that. Yeah, oh, oh, now I now you're firing at me. Jacques, who you just you just Arnold Benedict over there. Um, well, I have to see so much today. <laughs> Man, usually it's it's I go back and forth. It's it's an author that I circle back to and i and she inspired it's robin mckinley and it's either the blue sword the deer skin or um sunshine all right go ahead now ask me mine what's yours what's yours bimbo of the death sun (laughs) have you ever read (laughs) bimbo's of the death sun so it's written by a, a woman it's a small book it's it's actually very small but it's written by a mystery writer her name is sharon mccrum and she wrote this book probably in the 80s and it nails the way conventions were like it the whole premise is this professor um wrote this entire um dissertation on sunspots and the effect on computers so that tells you how old this is right but his publishing company put a fur clad bikini person on the cover and called it bimbos of the death sun and they make him go to conventions to sell this book and so his girlfriend is totally into um, nerd culture and stuff and they go and then there's a murder at this convention which they have to help figure out but she nails this subculture like completely the way conventions were when for instance alexi was seven and went to his first star trek convention which i'm sure was in the basement of a hotel somewhere that absolutely on the marquee like you know um you know, I, people people say like, you know, Alexi, you you were uh, one of the creators of, of TachyCon. I was like, yes. They're like, that was the largest fan run convention in Central Florida. It's like at the time. By the way, I thought it was a big deal back then. I had five thousand people, and like at the time, it was like, you know, you know, you're sitting there with the money going, <laughs> you know, now five thousand people. I feel like a complete hypocrite when somebody goes, can you bring the tower to my show? Like how many people do you att- attend? Seven thousand. I'm like, no, you know, <laughs> no, I cannot. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's definitely a different culture. Oh, who's your favorite Star Trek character? Oh, my favorite Star Trek character would actually have to be. Uh, well, which Star Trek are we talking? Doesn't matter. Just Doesn't favorite matter. Star Trek character from that universe or that. My favorite Star Trek character would actually have to be hmm I would love I like Sulu see I like Q you like Q 
He was probably my favorite. No, I, I can't. He is, he'd be, that's what I would be if I was in the Star Trek universe. I would be a Q. I'd be like, let's just, you know what? Here, Borg space. There you go. Fuck you. No, see, <laughs> now you didn't tell me that I could be him because honestly, if that's the case, Cisco. Because oh, he's badass. Cisco, Cisco's an interesting cat in Star uh, in Star Trek. Yeah, um, he really is because you know uh, I, I use this example that you know when people go like you know who's the best captain, I, I say like Cisco, and they're like what not Kirk not 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 Picard. I'm like no no no, the Cisco is the best captain. They're like how can you say that? I was like. Let's just look at this in perspective. When the Borg were done ruining Captain Picard's life, he looked, he, he, you know, he went to his office afterwards and drank some Earl Grey. When the Borg were done ruining Cisco's life, the first thing he did is fume at it from an escape pod. Then decided to build a spaceship that's only function is to kill Borg. I mean, it's a set of guns with an engine attached to it. I mean, you know, and, and you know, and, and he calls it Defiant. And I think the only reason he called it Defiant is because, honestly, his first name for it, they wouldn't allow past the censors, which is Ben Cisco's pimp hand. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, look at the thing. It's a it's a set of guns with an engine strapped to it. That's the only function of the Defiant. Um, I can, you know, I can appreciate that. Now, that's just, you know, that's just cool. Um, now, honestly, Sulu, just because he gets a pilot the Enterprise and ends up commanding the Excelsior, which I'm, I think it's amazing. Cool. Okay. Favorite weird food combination. Favorite weird food combination, yeah. or one that I have actually purpose like that I've actually witnessed and had. So your so favorite, your favorite, one that you will eat or have eaten in the past and enjoyed in secret, and it's no longer a secret now. <laughs> Necco wafers. Necco wafers are my favorite candy of all time. Now, everybody else is like, why? They're, they're, it's chalk, Alexi. It's chalk with sugar. I'm like, yes, and I love it. I've loved it forever. I love them. And, you know, Necco wafers are my bag. Um, I actually had a lovely author whose name is Shoshana Edwards once tried to cheer me up by shipping me Necco wafers because I can't find them anymore. Um, and, you know, she's like, here, Necco wafers. And I was like, great. That's just one food. That's just one food. You gotta have. You have to have a combo. Okay, then I probably had. Then I probably had Necco wafers with some wine at some. Because oh, that's a terrible idea. That's a terrible. It was a terrible idea. It's not the worst. It's not the worst I've had. By the way, if you're ever in some, if you're ever in Russia, or around Russian people, do not drink the funny root beer. Okay. Ever. Trust me. Because what do you do on the funny root beer? Well, very simply. First of all, um, 
everyone thought I was Russian because Alexei. It's not. It's because my mom is a fan of Russian literature. Um, it might have actually set up my entire life because you named me after a character in Russian literature. Where did you think this was going to go? Um, but the other part, which is also a lot of fun, is, is that um, when people say Alexei, they think that I'm very Russian. So these guys that I was working with are like, Alexei, no Romanish, have some kvass with us. Now, kvass is the funny root beer. And I took a sip of it and I wasn't drinking at the time because I was on the job. And I was like, oh, it's funny root beer. Now, what I didn't realize is that in Russia, they ferment everything. Right? Mm -hmm. So kvass is essentially you take a soda bottle, you put a bunch of bread into the into the neck of it, and some water and some sugar, and you ferment it forever. Okay, forever. So when you're drinking, you know, so what I am tasting, and it doesn't taste like alcohol, what I am drinking tastes like funny root beer. What it essentially is is rocket fuel. I could power the space shuttle on this bad. Okay, you know, you just pour this in the gas tank, you can drive for miles at an end. We don't have a gas problem if we actually had Kavaz. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. DeLorean. We'll, we'll do that. Okay. So, drinking the fermented bread, bad idea, especially if you don't know what it is. Okay, now we're educated. Now I feel educated. Okay, Val. Yes. This is going to wrap up. Oh. Oh, there she is. There she is. Woo! Um, you get the final question. I get final question. Oh man. Why do you always put me on the pressure like this? Um, since uh you've been going to the convention circuit, give me your top three favorite conventions of all time. Top three conventions of all time. Pensacon, Dragon Con, and Salt Lake City Comic Con. There we go. There we yeah. have it. Okay, shameless self-promotion time, Alexi. How do people find you in your various personalities? I thought that we did that one, but okay. Um, very simply, you can catch me on any number of websites, including bardstower.com, rabbitfanboy.com, theprinceofcats.com. Um, you can also catch me on any number of social medias, uh, both as my own persona, but also through Prince of Cats, Bards Tower, rabbit fanboy um if you want to email me personally info at rabbitfanboy.com is probably the easiest way to do it um friend me on facebook uh talk to me i'm pretty easy with my time and my energy so and he looks like a pirate if you get to meet him in person yes i have a big fluffy hat i think yes. it's a musketeer <laughs> I, I like pirate better what the is wrong with you then, uh, he was, he was also dubbed Steampunk Jesus one time. <laughs> oh God, Steampunk Jesus, Steampunk Jesus. That's actually why the hat and the, the coat came is yeah. because <laughs> that was... Um, I was at a show and um, I always keep attention to like new trends and so on and so forth. So I'm walking by and I hear Steampunk Jesus. And I was like, well, that's a new one. I don't know what Steampunk Jesus is. And by the way, for those of you who don't know, I mean, it's pretty long. So, you know, they're like, Steampunk Jesus. I'm like, 
oh, okay. So as I'm going around the convention, this is becoming more prevalent. Like people talking about steampunk Jesus, you know, has become like operatic. Like there are people who are like, steampunk Jesus. I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I'm calling my assistant up and I'm like, okay, find me everything about steampunk Jesus. Whatever this is, it's going to be huge, right? I want to get on the ground floor of this. And she's like, I, I can't, okay. So, you know, my poor believer assistants. Uh, so like, she's sending me stuff and I'm like, no, that's just a cross. That's a cross with gears glued to it. That's not it. No, no, that's stupid. Yeah, yeah, and all of it. And meanwhile, I'm like going nuts trying to think about what, you know, this is because everywhere I go, I'm hearing, oh, Jesus. So finally, I'm walking across the convention parking lot. And I hear, Steampunk Jesus! And I realize with dawning realizations. It's, it's you! And horror. You're Steampunk Jesus. I'm Steampunk <laughs> Jesus! So... Now, that was my first mistake. My second mistake was actually telling the authors at dinner that I am Steampunk Jesus. Because, because that's your new name. <laughs> this was now a never-ending thing. Especially since Mario Acevedo, who is a brilliant yeah. author and a close personal friend, if not, there would be very little reason for me not to have him eliminated, um, actually paid a grandmother $50 to walk up to me at the tower the next day and go, I mean, like, walker and all, excuse me, steampunk Jesus, can you help me? I'm like, which one of you bastards did it? Mess up now. Which one of you did it? And, and, and like, for the rest of the weekend, it was like, yo, hey, steampunk Jesus, shut up! I am not steampunk Jesus! You know. <laughs> Well, you are though, Steampunk Jesus. So, and on Steampunk that, Jesus, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course, of course, it's been fantastic. We really appreciate you being here. This has been Drinking with Authors, the Literary Breeze Edition, starring Steampunk Jesus, and um, that's going to be I'm my cross to bear, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm dumb. Okay. I've been your host, Erica Lance. My co-host today has been the amazing Valerie Willis, and we will see you guys next time. Welcome to Earth Station Trek, a show that talks about Star Trek, from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. We cover topics like Star Trek versus reality. Did the board get better or worse? Finding the good in bad episodes. Pop culture in Trek. Star Trek pets. Vulcan romance. Religion and Trek. Umox for fun and pleasure. Kirk versus Picard. And why Cisco is better. Plus reviews of all the latest episodes. Check us out on your favorite podcast platform or the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.